the investigation of Tristan Bailey. The night of May 8th, Tristan Bailey was texting a text message to an area code number 407 around 10 p.m. While her family was coming home from dinner and visiting one of their older daughters, Tristan was seen talking to a white male wearing a white baseball cap on a video chat in the garage later that night by her sister, SB. Around 1 a.m., Tristan got ready wearing a Victoria's Secret shirt with the word pink on it, black Nike brand sweatpants to meet up with Aiden Fushin, who was identified to be the caller later on. This was the last time that Tristan Bailey was seen by any of her family members. On the morning of Sunday the 9th, the family woke up to make a Mother's Day breakfast. They called Tristan to come down from her room to help them prepare, but they got no answer. They went up to see what was going on and noticed that Tristan was not in her room. They looked for her all over the house and noticed that neither her or her phone were anywhere in sight. Stacy, better known as Tristan's mom, picks up her phone and checks to see if she could track her. She saw that Tristan's location was turned off, so she tried calling her, but it went straight to voicemail. Stacy dials 911 and requests an officer to report her child as missing. The missing child report was sent out and the police began the search for Tristan. They searched the area and were looking over who she was last in contact with. When they were looking over her phone, they saw that the last person she was in contact with was her fellow classmate, Aiden Fushi. Later in the day, police had reasonable suspicion that Aiden Fushi had something to do with her disappearance, which makes them go and question him. They asked Fushi when was the last time he had spoken or seen her, and he responds, last night. He proceeds to go on about how he walks her halfway home, and after they went their separate ways, and he arrives home at 3.30 a.m. The investigators felt that Aiden Fushi was not telling the truth because as they were processing the information that he had told them, they realized that his times did not add up since it would have taken him 28 minutes to walk to his house but the time that he gave the investigators, they believed it would have added up to two hours, which would have meant he didn't go straight home. When the investigators got all the information they needed to prove that he was lying, they told him that his story did not match up. Fushi then changes the statement, saying that he and Tristan had an altercation while walking home where Tristan grabbed his penis, which made Fushi push her to the ground where he states she forcefully took a strike to her head. Fushi went on and states how he didn't notice if she got up because he was under the influence of marijuana from when they smoked at their friend's house. Fushi went on and adds later how Tristan allegedly could be with a drug dealer who was in his 20s that she would often communicate with through Snapchat and could be on the path of teenage drug use. 
Fushi invokes his rights and declined to provide any further statement. Hours passed by, and there was an incoming call from the sheriff's office by the name of Daniel Hart, reporting that he saw what appears to be a deceased female near a wooded area with the pond right next to it, as he was on his way home after coming back from a run. Everyone in the police department came in and closed the area with yellow duct tape and found Tristan's body 80 feet from the pond and south of the Durban Creek Nursery. Tristan is found on the ground, lying on her right side with her head pointed to the east, looking north, and her feet pointing to the west. Her hair looks matted and filled with the red stain, which was stated to be blood. There were many multiple sharp wound prints all over her body. It was stated during the autopsy that she was stabbed 114 times on her back with the tip of the knife broken in her skull. The investigators decide to bring Aiden Fushi back in for questioning, and while both his parents were inside the interview, they didn't want him to self-incriminate and felt the need to stay quiet about any possible involvement that he may have had. Aiden didn't seem to have any emotion on what had happened to Tristan and replied to the investigators, how is that my problem, when being told that she was dead and that the line is all on him right now. While Fushi was getting investigated, they brought in his ex-girlfriend to question her about him. She states to the investigators how Aiden would always say how he wanted to kill someone and how he always carries his knife on him, and that if he were to murder someone, he would take them in the woods to do it. She also states how he would constantly always pretend that he was stabbing her. friend was also pulled in for questioning where he states that Aiden always would make jokes about murder and how he had a nickname for his knives called picker and poker which was then what they found out to be the exact knife that was found in the lake near the body after the investigators got all of their information together they went to Fushi's parents where they went to ask for their permission to get Fushi's DNA which then they replied with we are not doing anything until we have an attorney present to this day, they are still finding new information about what they, what had truly happened to Tristan Bailey that night, and to hopefully put Aiden Fushi in prison where he belongs.